Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy, a podcast with tips to make your life easier, covering pop culture, parenting, travel, minimalism, and more. Hey everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of InfoQuench. I'm Jeff. I'm Amy. And today's episode is going to be all about reality television. Yes. Love it or hate it. You know, a lot of people that you wouldn't expect watch to watch uh, reality television do. They do. There are a lot of closet watchers out there. Yeah. And uh, I have to admit that, uh, you know, when reality television first came around, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan at all. And I'm, I'm still kind of on the fence about it. I don't know sometimes what's being fed to me and what's really happening kind of thing so it's hard to kind of but you know what I honestly I get I I will be the first to admit I get hung up on the drama something about watching this these crazy people do the crazy drama well and we mentioned this in a previous episode we talked a little bit about reality tv and we said we were going to do a bit more of a deep dive in a future episode and that's where we're at today yeah and I I find it fascinating how much people harbor guilt around watching reality television in I general. I know, I know. Like we were talking about this before and I know I know somebody who shall remain nameless who loves a particular reality show, but when you mention another one they're like, "Uh, oh, what are you watching that garbage for?" So Jeff and I before we, you know, sat down to record this episode, we chatted quite a bit about our thoughts around reality television and really talked about the different shows that are out there I think when people say reality tv they tend to think uh you know real housewives they have a I guess a certain picture in their mind of what reality tv is but there are so many different versions out there now so there's everything from the whole HGTV stuff you know like with Sandra and the property property virgins virgins, then they they brought trading spaces back they're are, uh, you know, master chef shows. And it seems to me that there are some shows that seem to be okay or more accepted to watch than others. And it got us to thinking, like, why is that? Why is it maybe, you maybe know, acceptable it's because for you to watch, you know, American Idol or The Voice, but yeah. if you're watching The Bachelorette, that's something lesser. Maybe it's something as simple that to the fact, like, Okay, there are like really great bottles of wine, and then there are kind of not like very substandard ones that you would get at the grocery store. Well, same thing with reality programming. There is there are like really good, the ones that are held in high regard for the way that they've they're done, and then the other ones are just kind of like trash TV. You know what I mean? Well, that's an interesting analogy though, because you're, you know it. Uh, I think people can say that there's a certain wine that is a high quality and people will universally agree mm-hmm. and, you know, it's priced accordingly. I know there's a few exceptions, but, you know, in general. <laughs> uh, but why why is The Bachelorette a cheap wine? Why isn't it a, a higher price wine? Why do we, What is it about that show that makes people view it as being lesser? And I... I should, you know. Well, they can't all be zingers is the thing. That's why a lot of, I think a lot of the reality programming shows that have come and gone, a lot of them have come and gone. Oh, know? but the Bachelor and Bachelorette series. No, that's, that's Bachelor still. Bachelor in Paradise. You're right. Uh, you know, they, that is long lived. So they're, despite the fact, what's interesting about reality TV is few people will admit that they watch it, mm-hmm. but people are watching it because these shows are, 
on for literally a decade plus. Even if you're watching, even honestly, even if you're watching like Pawn Stars or uh, what's that that other one that's uh, you know that they clean out the lockers and stuff, clean out the abandoned lockers and stuff. Yes, you like know, well, like the, pick, the pickers and the yeah, American pickers and Canadian pickers and like a lot of and or even just like you know truck driving shows and stuff you know like ice highways or whatever the hell it's well, called. Well, antique roadshow. Antique roadshow is another reality show. You're right. <laughs> that one's really scripted. Well, no, uh, if you look at even game shows, you could say in a way they're reality shows. Yeah. So there, there are so many reality shows out there, and now we're like we're they've been around now, as I said for. Oh, jeez. Well, I don't know. Survivor's been around forever. That's one of the earliest earliest uh, shows. And I don't, you know, people are still watching it. I and, know. And I, know. I don't think people are judging those who watch Survivor. For, that's an accepted yeah. show. It's kind of morphing, too. Do you notice that? Like, reality programming in general is sort of morphing because there's always been substandard of people that they're trying to, you know, get as viewers. For example, the you know, Vanderpump Rules, that is like... Of a show that's watched by many different, like you know, ages age groups, but the people that are primarily on the show are young, good-looking, thirty, twenty-somethings. Actually, there's one thirty-something now, isn't there, or whatever? But well, yeah, it's like I've been. <laughs> so I have a few favorites, and we're yeah. going to talk a little bit about some of the the shows that we watch. Yeah, uh, I I got into the Real Housewives series, and I was watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and then they had a spinoff, one of the Real Housewives, uh, Lisa Vanderpump, because she owns a few restaurants. She uh, did a spinoff show that basically just. Uh, highlighted the staff in one of her restaurants, sir. Right. Um, and which is what is it? Sexy, unique restaurant. I think it's. I have no for. idea. <laughs> Something like that. So that spinoff began was Vanderpump Rules, and now I've been watching that. It's in its seventh season. Yeah. So the people on that show are now into their, you know, late twenties, early thirties. So yeah. I've been watching them for essentially almost a third of their lives. It's funny because I I wonder like with that particular show. I wonder what people, because we've commented on this when we've been watching the show that, oh, they're just trying to stay relevant. They're just trying to do something to stay on the show. That, that like we talked about this before on a previous podcast, just very briefly, but that's what makes things like that fake to me. Like that's what makes reality shows fake to me when they're, when they're going out of their way to make themselves relevant just so that they can stay on the show and just so they can keep, you know, well, remain relevant and get a, get a, a check, you know? Whereas, I mean, we watch fiction with similar storylines. Yeah. I mean, I read some articles, again, just doing some research for the show, and Time Magazine did a great article a long time ago. Uh, 16 years ago? Yeah, it was, well, uh, 2003. And yeah. so when reality television was just sort of coming into its own. and But they made some really interesting points about, you know, the fact that reality TV is about getting involved in personal relationships. Like, by the time... An ep- a season of Survivor ends that you know you know the you know the players really well in it better than you would know like Law and Order's Detective Briscoe after having watched him <laughs> on there for uh, a dozen years, yeah. um, and you know who's the villain and you know who's the one that will help anybody and you know like there's there's a whole there's there, there's a full gamut of human relations and characteristics you know in those kinds of shows. Well, and it, I guess it throws what we you know common beliefs that. It sort of 
puts them to the test. It talks about the fact that, you know, companies value team spirit, but Survivor says, you know, a team is going to screw you in the end or... Exactly. um, Same with Big Brother. It's like... There's a cult of self-esteem that says everybody's talented, uh, you know, but then you got American Idol, Simon Colwell, Colwell, Colwell. Cowell. Cowell. Yeah. Cowell. Easy for me to say. <laughs> Simon Cowell. <laughs> when he tells people to, you know, sit down and shut up, puts yeah. them in their place. So it's, uh, you know, it does make us question commonly held beliefs. It holds a, it holds a magnifying glass up to human nature, like human, the way people are to other people, sociological, on a sociological level. For, to me, you know, that's why I, I kind of find it interesting to watch you know, human beings be human beings with other human beings, you know? Well, that and that article talks about, when you talk about social, so it talks about social criticisms of reality TV. Right. And that it rests basically on two assumptions. One is that millions and millions of people are just being taken in by reality TV's deceptions, uh, except for the critic themselves. I mean, we well, know. It's an escape. We, I don't I think at this point most of us know that rea- reality TV isn't full reality. We're no. not getting ourselves there. They're not real housewives. Um, just because we watch it doesn't mean that we fully believe that that's, you know, that the cameras are having zero influence on how they're going about their daily life. I, right. I mean, to me it's a ridiculous assumption for anybody to say, "Oh, you watch reality TV, so you think that that's actually real." Real. No, it's entertaining. You can watch it, it and, and sometimes realize it's not 100% reality and still get enjoyment. I know. I, I was doing a, like a little bit of research before we did this podcast, and it's true. A lot of reality programming is scripted. Like people are put with certain people because they know that they'll clash and, uh, you know, this will be the end result, which is what the producers are looking for, all that kind of stuff. Well, it's they're interesting. basically trying to create drama that you would find, that you would script into fiction, right? In all honesty, though, the, pro- the producers are, are playing God with these shows sometimes. They, they make all the decisions. And so of the two assumptions, the second assumption is just that, you know, we as viewers are being led astray by the unsavory messages in these shows. Again, I, I don't think we're giving a lot of credit to us as viewers. Um, if people are, you know, if, yeah. they, if they truly feel that that's the case, that it's, you know, we're going to go out and, I don't know, reenact the drama that we see. Yeah. I'm sure there's always exceptions and people are some there will be some people who do that but the vast majority of people who are watching reality tv are just getting the same type of enjoyment as if they're watching an episode of breaking bad or yeah exactly they're they're getting the same amount of entertainment a lot of people are it's interesting too though because um that show alone for example the reason why i really enjoy watching that particular program that's a program where people go out into the woods and they and they see who can stay there the longest and whoever does wins a lot of money right and it's on the history have, channel it's on the history channel check it out. yeah but like the reason why i would like to watch that particular show in particular is because it's it's like you you get to be in the shoes of someone of, you get to experience something that you would never want to experience you on your own Right. Well, and I think that that one is really it's more realistic than maybe some other shows where you have a full camera crew on. So what's the unique thing about Alone is that they send the the people out with just the cameras and teach them how to film it themselves. And they do. Yeah, they get all the shots. And yeah, so they they truly don't have that. You know, they don't have the, the 
the crew or I guess the producers there right. maybe trying to direct the you know how things unfold yeah it's it's truly just them and in in the essence of who they are and so to me it seems more real so i enjoy that aspect of it but i don't it's escapism too though because i feel that i would never want to do that my on my own i wouldn't want to do that but man is it entertaining watching somebody else do it because you can go oh yeah if i was there i'd do that too or I wouldn't do that. There goes my finger. You know, there goes the knife. <laughs> you know. So, well, if you like if you like Survivor, definitely check out Alone. Alone is, uh, you know, the first, I think at least the first two seasons were set on Vancouver Island. Yeah. Uh, so, it's nice to have a show that's set in Canada, although I think the vast majority of the participants are... are uh, There's always some Canadians. Can- oh, okay. I think. And... The way it works is they drop them off and they're they're all separated from one another. As we mentioned, they have their own camera equipment, but they have sort of an emergency phone where they can call to be picked up at any point. So when they want to give up, they get. But that and the last one standing, where I think they win five hundred thousand or yeah. million. But they never know at any given time how many people remain. So it's really just about them being just perseverance, perseverance, being able to be Surviving. on their own, and it, you know, it delves into just the feelings of loneliness, being away from family, isolation. It's yeah. it's incredible. It, it is a great show. Too. It is a really great show. And then of course there's a beacon that you can, you know, you can press a button, right, and which is the emergency, and they're there right away and crew throughout. And, yeah. which happens for multiplicity of different reasons but it's really it's it's an interesting show it's one of my favorite reality shows to be honest when we started out early on with the deadliest catch yeah on the bering sea yeah that's yeah that was uh we we went through some crazy marathon of that i mean who who would have thought that that would have been you know such an exciting show but at the time it really was it was like people were falling overboard and ships were like getting lost at sea and oh did they get a lot in that pot i don't know (laughs) It's something we all we don't know that much about. So I think a lot of us were just really interested in learning more about yeah, it. You yeah. know, we get food on our table, but sometimes we're just ignorant to how it actually gets there. How really? does that snow crab actually make its way? <laughs> the on only the other time where we would be on a ship, you know, fishing for crab in the Bering Sea was to actually be on that ship. So it's nice to be able to watch these guys do this and not have to do it. Just just exactly the same as alone. Yeah, uh, well, exactly the I same. think there's an appeal too because the you know when, when there's human lives at risk. Yeah, I mean, it sounds awful, but it, I guess it adds that adds to the drama of the whole situation. Well, right? It's the it's yeah, it's human nature. It's human nature for sure. So one of the other interesting things I read in that same time article was just around how in Britain they really embraced reality television early on, and that was reflected. And I, I hadn't considered this before, but it was reflected in the uh, the original, you know, when they first filmed The Office. Right. Uh, so just that the shaky style of camera movements were supposed to mimic reality television. And yeah. even those confessional Personal type interviews. Interviews, yeah, that's it's true. the same type of thing that they would do on like Big Brother or Survivor. Yeah. Uh, so they, they took what they felt worked in reality television and tried to move it over to, uh, you know, their sitcom. And, and they also tried to make the characters more real life. Yeah people you know yeah rather than these uh basically the office is fictional reality programming you know in a way the way that the way that they set it up it's all scripted and whatnot but it's set up to be like a reality program which i'm sure 
a lot of actual reality programs like Survivor or whatever, that's all scripted as well. Like, you know, the things that they say during their interviews and stuff, a lot of that's scripted, you know? Well, definitely. And when, and when you get into the contests, well, that's a whole different mm-hmm. aspect altogether. So we, we were debating whether or not if something has a contest or like a competition aspect to it, is it more accepted as something that, you know, you can watch as reality TV and not be judged? So shows like The Shark Tank yeah, or Dragon's Den, definitely. the Canadian version of that. Or The Ninja Warrior, you know, <laughs> that's, that's a reality show too. Well, it's more of a game show, isn't it? Although, no, they do interview them and stuff and it's be kind of, you know what I'm talking about, right? No, the I ninja- don't. Hux likes to watch it. It's like, uh, I watch it with them when it's on, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but go. it's like people going through this just giant... Just like I watch Real Housewives and you watch it with me when it's that's, on. That's exactly it. I'm just like, yeah, all right, we'll watch it. But yeah, I, I, actually, I will admit that uh, you get caught up in the characters. You truly do. And you get caught up, more, more importantly, in the drama. Well, there's a lot of... If that's what they go for. If you're going for like a, just human psychology, it's just fascinating to watch how people... Uh, interact with one another and how like what they go through and then how they forgive each other yeah you know i when i look early on at what some of them have done to one another on one season and then you know a few seasons later is their friends again well i know that the paychecks to be on the show sort of keep the friendships together yes but they do also forgive one another and these shows are not grounded in morality they're grounded in immoral immorality because the more immoral you can be the more popular your character is. Like, for example, in Vanderpump Rules, Rules a particular character, Jax, let's go through the things that he's done. Like, And well, he's still on the show. That's right. So, well, but I mean, change season and one, he and Stassi. Then he's, you know, he cheated on Stassi. Yeah. With her best friend. <laughs> it just goes on and on. Not I can't once, believe, but twice. I can't believe the stuff this guy has done. <laughs> he's engaged currently and had cheated on that fiance. So, yeah, he's a, he's the villain, right? So there's... He slept with his best friend's girlfriend. Yes, there's that too. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. And he's still on the show. But he's, he's you know, he's sort of... Uh, he's reformed. He's Well, the, the season, he's, you know, his father passed away. He said that it's made him look at things differently and he's reformed. And I think people like a, you know, a, a comeback or a, they well, like to they see like people transform. No they love, we love makeover shows. Yeah. Um, we love, you know... When we get into shows like The Biggest Loser or any of those transformation shows. Those are definitely reality shows as well. And people get inspired by those. They get yeah. inspired for their own personal, you know, change and would you agree though that Would you agree, though, that the main aspect of all reality shows is, is escapism? Really? It's like people watch these shows to kind of, you know, escape from reality well yeah so let's talk about the some news. specific positives of that because that's it's interesting you bring that up there's actually um you know some research that's been done on the positive benefits of reality tv cynthia frisbee is a researcher out of the university of missouri uh columbia and she talked about the fact that reality shows really are just a they're a distraction from today's tragic events that they yeah. give us as viewers an outlet um they allow us to watch other people who are overcoming hardships and escaping danger, you know, living in the rainforest. Or just living the life that just, you're not living. Learning to survive in under rough conditions and find, you know, find love. Like when we watch yeah. The Bachelorette. Uh, so or you the live Bachelor. vicariously through them almost, you know, in a way, in a weird way. 
and you know think make, it makes you think that you know it's things are positive things are or po- or you know but truthfully possible. don't you don't you do that when you're watching just a regular movie like you have that suspension of disbelief i think when where you see you, re- real people though it's more you're more apt to that's a good relate point. to them yeah, and say point. if they can do it i can do it uh, or if they can't do it i'll never do it so if you're seeing people who are <laughs> excelling in you know if you see somebody who's all of a sudden made it big on Shark Tank and you're somebody who's been debating whether you want to launch your own business, well, that might be. I'm sure that Shark Tank and Dragon's Den have spurred on a ton of entrepreneurs to get their, you know. Get their act together. No get question. Get their act together. Oh, yeah. Uh, so one of the other positive things it's done is shows like uh, Teen Mom and 16 and Pregnant where they showcase Which we've the never reality. watched, by the way. Uh, I have, I've seen uh, oh. I've seen one of the I've seen some of the Teen Mom ones. I've never watched them. When he says we, it means he. But I, yeah, sometimes I watch me. some reality shows on my own, and uh, <laughs> that would be those would be them. reality shows that are guilty pleasures, right? <laughs> no, everybody's I'm, got one. I I'm I'm really come on, you the, got one. No, Which you know, one is it? With this episode, I'm releasing the guilt. Of, <laughs> oh, okay, of, uh, of you're no longer these. guilty of them. I'm coming out of the closet I'm, and telling I'm, you all the. I'm honestly still guilty about the reality shows that I watch. But so, but the teen the teen mom types of shows show the reality of being a teen parent, and they've actually seen a drop in teenage pregnancy. Like the national uh, campaign to prevent teen and unplanned pregnancy, they actually did a survey, and they eighty seven percent of the people who responded. Who uh, who had indicated that they watched those types of shows, sixteen and pregnant, um, for instance, felt that they were more educated about becoming a parent at a so young the age show and, and wanting to avoid pregnancy. Was a contributing factor in them not having babies that are okay. Well, you know that's interesting. And the other thing that you know it really does shed light on are mental illnesses. So we've got shows like TLC's Hoarders. Which you know, of course, can inspire you to just clean your house. But there, I mean, there's much a, a deep. There's a deep-seated mental illness at work in shows That's like that, point. or shows like Intervention. But we, as viewers, though, how many times can can we like conceivably watch the same problem over and over? How many seasons of Hoarders can one person watch? It's the exact same. Well, not maybe not the exact same. I'll but let you know when I get to my limit. <laughs> when you get to season fourteen, <laughs> when they have the or mar- whatever. when they have the marathons. I just, you know what I mean. It, it to me that show, that particular kind of show, becomes extremely redundant. It's it like, does, you know, but it, but there are people in this world who are suffering from those types of conditions who will relate in watching those. Right. And maybe feel like, hey, you know what? I'm not alone. There are other people out there, or maybe maybe it makes them feel better to see people who are maybe in a more severe scenario than they are. What about the millions of people, though, who are just watching that kind of program just to, as a spectacle, you know? Well, they probably still have cleaner houses because of watching it. <laughs> we certainly Maybe do. less dead cats <laughs> lying around their house. Oh, and... yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I, I think those are, those are all benefits. So... Uh, what are some of my guiltiest pleasures? I feel like that was almost a challenge. Well, so, if you have not yet heard of 90 Day Fiance. Oh, God. Yeah. We have watched that show. and it's, 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 It is entertaining. I'll say that. It is entertaining because they really... I mean, you're you're bound to get some savory characters on a show called 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, so let me just explain it's the like, premise of it a bit. Okay. So, it's... It's set with, uh, it's Americans who are basically meeting people online or traveling to 
other countries and meeting people and then they bring them back to the states and they bring them back on a, a visa that is a 90 day fiance visa and they basically have 90 days to get married if they don't they go back to their original they have to go country. back to their their home country and I, I mean I find it fascinating because you get one thing is you get to see in the initial episodes of the season you get to see all of these different countries and we love traveling so it's just great insight that is true it is interesting to see these reality shows uh, filmed in other countries like that guy from Jamaica do you remember him Yes. Uh, Jay. Is that his name? Wow. Yes. Look who's got the memory tonight. Well. See, you pay attention to the show. I do. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) He, yeah. Well, there was one couple. uh, Oh, I'm trying to remember the name here. Korean. um, Korean was the the girl. Korean and Paul. Korean was from Brazil, and Paul uh, was the American, and. they actually couldn't even speak to one another because they didn't speak each other's languages. Oh, yeah. She lived like on the Amazon River. He went all the way there. And then he used a translation app to communicate with her, and they did eventually get married. Yeah, so, had kids and stuff, I think, didn't they? Yeah, so it's there's certain scenarios when you're watching the show where you'll see people who are uh, in very dire conditions living in impoverished uh, countries and are looking for an, to start a new life. Um, there are other people who just truly have fallen in love and just happen yeah. to have been from separate countries. So there's different scenarios. It runs the full gamut for sure. The interesting in thing is, is that when they come back circumstances. to uh, America, there, there's always at least one person on every single season that says they're just in it for the green card. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, some some get super, super racist about it as well. You know, they have that, that racial overtone where they're just like, automatically there couldn't there's there's no chance that there's any love here there's actual infatuation it's just yep you're just trying to get out of your country it's 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 actually really quite hard to watch sometimes how quickly people jump to that conclusion and i know they do it because they love the person but at the same time it's it's just uh it's surprising another uh i guess <clears throat> Excuse this me. is probably the one of the one of the guiltiest of the guilty pleasures. Yeah, <laughs> is love after lockup. Oh goodness, yes. <laughs> we actually didn't get very far into that one, but it's it's really it's people who are dating people in prison, and then when they get out, they get married. But there are people <laughs> who have been dating like years. And yeah, they're not always... just petty crime. The people are in there for all kinds of you know they're in. There's always goofballs too, though. And they've been <laughs> they've significant crimes. That one goofball who like just has given like over a hundred thousand dollars or something like that to one woman that he loves in prison that he's never met. And then she gets out and she wants like a house. Well, yeah. And so, and she, so he's basically funding, funneling anyway. money to her while she was in prison to pay for her drug habit. Yeah. So <laughs> this is crazy. That show gave some insight, uh, into, you know, just what, it, well, I guess how, how, the life of luxury some people are living in prison no question um and just the motives behind it you know why some prisoners were sort of reaching out to get these people to uh to start corresponding with them so that they could manipulate them into sending them i think it happens way more than people think people get start as pen pals they can find enough people to make a whole show out of it now we can't we we ended up eventually dropping it because i just found that the concept got a little tired after all but some of the other uh I mean, I love Real Housewives, and there are a ton of them. I love New York, Real Housewives of New York, because I watched Bethany 
They're Frankel. in season. Bethany. Right? Yeah. Is that her last name? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know. Don't pretend you don't oh, know Bethany who's Frankel's Bethany? last name. Bethany? What show are you talking about? So she's uh, Bethany of the Skinny Girl franchise. So I watched her. She's not even a housewife. 11 seasons. She's not. Well, that's a whole other conversation about how few of them are married. But uh, she started out in a small apartment in season one as a, you know, remember she was doing samples at Costco for her, for her. as a natural food chef. And, yeah. you know, compared to where she's at now, you know, well, she's s- a, selling. Uh, she's on Shark Tank. Yeah. She, well, yeah, exactly. She's so, making deals. Uh, C- Canada had uh, Real Housewives of Vancouver and Toronto. They were you know, short-lived, short-lived, right? short-lived yeah. season. I don't know why it doesn't really catch on as mm. much in, in Canada. Um, Melbourne, Real Housewives of Melbourne, and there's one uh, from New Zealand uh, that... Australia. You know, there's, yeah, they're still going on. So Melbourne, Australia, and another one from uh, New Zealand. Isn't there one from London too, or is that another Ladies show? of London was ladies. on for a few seasons. Real Housewives, they're ladies. <laughs> well, they were more like with the, you know, aristocracy and... Uh, Hello, my lady. Learned a lot London. about manners and... You know, skeet shooting and yeah. Hey, you know what? It's <clears throat> it's fun. Oh, and below deck, I couldn't. I'd be remiss if I forgot about below deck and below deck Mediterranean, which will show you the most beautiful places. So if you're looking to, uh, we should cover these shows in part two. We, we should do a part two of this because we, you, yeah, I know I feel you like have. I'm rushed because I have so much. To I know say you have about a, these wonderful. Uh, hopefully, shows. I'm not rushing you. I know I go out on <laughs> tangents, but I thought all my tangents were quite uh, you know. No, they were this great. Time. I think we need to do. A, we'll do another. This will be the first in a series, so yeah. consider this uh, part one of a series, and I hope that you watch your next reality show with guilt a little free. less guilt. Yeah, yeah, or completely guilt-free. Guilt-free, why guilt-free. not? Just watch what you want, Life's people. too short. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit InfoQuench.com to subscribe and catch up on past episodes. You can also check out InfoQuench on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till, Till next time. time.